Welcome to Staying in the Black, a show about teachers and money. I'm Miss Black, a New York City educator, single mom, and personal finance translator. Join me as I build my runway to retirement. Each week, we'll share actionable steps, resources, and inspiration that educators can use to maximize their benefits and improve their personal finances. Staying in the Black means having more assets than liabilities and being able to pay off your debt without any problems. Stop living paycheck to paycheck and build a joyful life. Thank you for joining me. Hello and welcome to another episode of Staying in the Black. I'm Miss Black, your host. Today's episode is going to be about artificial intelligence, AI, and personal finance. So a recent study showed that 31% of investors would be comfortable with putting AI financial advice into practice without verifying it first according to a CFP board survey. Really interesting. So I've been reading or having a lot of conversations about artificial intelligent AI um, in the past couple of days. It started with a conversation with some girlfriends about using Google Bard to draft an email to communicate with one of my friend's mother's doctors around her health care. And the friend was sharing how, you know, she wanted to be kind. She wanted to be respectful because she's also a physician, but she really needs to get her point across and how using Google Bard was really helpful to her. And we were just saying like some of the benefits to using artificial intelligence. Some of my colleagues have attended workshops for at Google around artificial intelligence and education in ways that it can be utilized in students. It could help students, especially students who struggle with language um, in various ways. I also yesterday read an article about the biases that are embedded in a lot of these artificial intelligence programs. So there are different types of artificial intelligence programs, but when I speak about using them in this context, we're talking about generative artificial intelligence. And that is where the AI has gathered enough information that it can create its own response to the question being asked and expand on it based on the information that it already has. So when we're speaking about using AI for personal finance advice, it means if you put in, I want to retire at 55, how much money do I have to put away or where should I invest my your money? That artificial intelligence will then take whatever information it already knows and give you advice. The question is, is that advice correct and appropriate for your situation? The Rolling Stone article that I read about the biases, which was wonderful. And I mean, I read every single word of it yesterday and I will put it in the show notes. 
really talks about the biases and the fact that AI or generative AI gets its information for the, from what has been fed to it. And it has been designed generally by men. Um, and therefore, it misses a lot of nuances that would affect your financial situation if we're just talking about financial information that was put in. And you would say, well, how is financial situation biased? Well, you know, this is America. And so if the assumption is you don't have college debt or you have enough money to invest or you have an emergency fund, it may give you advice based on that. And that may not be your situation. So having just taking that information blindly could be detrimental to your personal finance. Now, after reading the Rolling Stone article, it really made me question, you know, some of those things. And so I don't think that it's totally wrong to use the artificial intelligence. You just have to be smart by it about it and you make sure you would make sure that you either read and understand the advice thoroughly or take it to a professional who understands. Now artificial intelligence differs from a robo advisor. A robo advisor is programmed with a specific algorithm or information that the owner of that system wants them to have. They ask you certain questions and based on your responses to those questions, kind of guide your portfolio. But it's on a smaller data set and it's designed by the company that owns it versus a generative AI takes information from, you know, various places and huge data dumps of information, but understand someone selected where that information comes from and it may be biased and therefore help you and and may for not help you, but get you advice that does not take into account your specific information or, or situation. So you definitely want to go to a professional or go through the advice with a fine tooth comb and verify that it is true because just because the artificial intelligence gave it to you doesn't make it factual. So I listen to hip hop music. I listen to a show in the mornings in New York that has a segment called the donkey of the day. And in the donkey of the day, an actual attorney, living, breathing, respected attorney used generative AI to write a brief. The AI cited court standards or, or text in cases that never happened and existed. That attorney submitted it and now has ruined his whole career because he didn't verify the information that the artificial intelligence has spit out. It also happened to me at work where my supervisor used AI to look up some information. And I was saying to her, that is not accurate. And she said, well, when I put it into the chat GPT, It said this, and I was like, yeah, but I can tell you right now, that is incorrect. And we went to other sources on the internet, which confirmed what I had told her, which was that it's wrong. So you definitely want to 
you know, I'm not saying don't try it, but I'm saying before you implement it, definitely track it to make sure that it is what you want it to be. If you get the wrong advice when you are younger, you definitely have time to make some changes. But the closer you get to retirement, the more complicated your financial situation is more likely to be and the less likely artificial intelligence will be able to give you the proper advice. What was interesting also in this study was that it was unusual for, um, I guess, software programs was that the older the person was, the more likely they were to take the advice, whereas younger people seem to be a bit more skeptical about the advice that the AI would give. So it was people who were 45 and older were more likely to follow the advice blindly. And people who were younger were less likely. And I guess because they also understand more the pitfalls um, of, of AI. And so you really want to think about what it's saying. And if you're not clear, go to a professional to get advice to verify or, you know, say this isn't going to work. So 60%, 62% of investors age 45 and older said they would be very satisfied with getting financial advice from generative AI versus only 38% of investors under 45 would be willing. And this is all according to a CFP board poll. So interestingly, the older, the more likely, the younger, the less likely. And in my opinion, that should, that should be reversed. So before you do it, definitely put in whatever you want to put in, but verify it with other sources. So if you would ask what's the highest leverage action step that you could take with AI and financial, personal financial advice, I would say when utilizing it, put in as much detailed information about your situation as possible to get a more accurate feedback. But no matter how detailed you make that information, be sure to have it verified before you take the steps to investing and following that advice blindly. There, the AI is only as good as the information it has and the information you provide it with. If any of those are short or deficit or biased in any way, the more likely it is that you're going to get incomplete inappropriate, incorrect information. So it is a new frontier. Be aware of the pros and cons of utilizing artificial intelligence, especially when it comes to your 
personal financial future. Um, it's a cool thing to play with. I will be playing with it when I get when I stop recording this and probably give you follow up in the next episode with the information that I've put into it and see what results I gave, um, what results it gave me so that you would be clear like, hey, this makes sense or like, hmm, I would have never considered that. So thank you for listening. I hope that it has given you food for thought and remember, stay in the black. Thank you for joining us this week at Staying in the Black. Subscribe to make sure you never miss a show and visit our website at stayingintheblk.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at stayingintheblk. If you like the show, please tell a friend and leave a review in iTunes so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Thank you for listening. See you next week when...